Hello, everyone, for this special edition, if you will, of Soccer Speakeasy. And me and Kyle Robertson, the striker, are on the in a parking lot on the south end of New Crew Stadium, not named yet. I'm so eager to see what they're going to name it, who their sponsor is going to be. But we just got done with a tour with exclusive. club exclusive tour. Yes, make sure you include that with club president and GM Tim Bezpachenko and VP of Turner Construction and project manager Brian Mooney. Kyle, I'll just start with you. What are your impressions of it? It's pretty unbelievable how fast they're going. I mean, driving by 670 you can kind of see the progress you know day after day but to be able to see it firsthand and see the sight lines and see see all the beams and just how massive the the project is I mean it's truly I think it's going to be something special I think crew fans are going to absolutely love uh, the final product so I'll try to recount what where we started where we all went so we started on the southwest corner which is closer to if you've been by the stadium site you know that kind of smokestack with the Columbus Crew SC banner on it. That's the one of the main entry points that we started at, and we kind of went over what looks like a tunnel, but it's it's not really. Um, it's, it's where the locker rooms are going to be. The tunnel, if you will, is the middle of the field on the west side where players will walk in and, and fans can see that. I, I'm really excited to see that experience, but you'll walk up. We walked up from the southwest corner, and you can see down on the field that's very similar to every entrance that you have the Nordeck being in the northwest corner and then from the southwest we walk to the southeast corner the south side is pretty much you know no seats or or the slabs uh, that are in place to then put the seats that's not done yet but all the steel beams are pretty constructed the southeast corner too is kind of the main area that Tim Bezpachenko described to us as fans will walk in here and go ah this you know this is a real soccer atmosphere behind you would then be the skyline and the upper bowl is going to be about the steepness of the Nordeck 34 degrees currently Mafre is 20 so that's a huge street yeah it, it is yeah. steep and, and it hangs well, over the lower bowl the steepest in the league I think that's where I ever it, it's one, one of, of the steepest it, it might be I would have to go back and look but the Nordeck also goes up to 38 at the top and then you have some standing room but you know behind us would have been where the plaza is going to be on the southeast corner uh, that's also kind of the main if you will entrance when people walk down Nationwide Boulevard and we also walked on the suite level on the west side we walked to the middle of the field from where the players are going to come out and that was when I think I really got a feel of what it's going to look like just my biggest impression was the proximity the fans are going to be almost on top of people and you have the canopy that will hopefully be done by their projected end date for that is the end of this year but I I mean it's going to be quite the atmosphere yeah I think you're gonna have more of a I would say if uh if crew fans have ever been to like a Jackets game where you can feel the excitement in the arena the you know when they score the fans I think you'll really get that vibration or that that loud roar I think that you kind of miss sometimes when the crew scores at Mafre so I think that's going to be really exciting is that you know everything's going to the sounds is going to be 
amplified a little bit more. And I think that's going to be, because I always like that. I mean, I think that's one of the best things, like in hockey, for example, the way you can hear the, you know, the skates and the, when you hit the boards, and even if you're way up in the top, you hit that post and you can hear it. You know, I always think that that makes the game a lot better. So, I mean, you can hear the puck bounce off a stick on a pass. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that that'll be a similar experience. But I mean, I always feel like it's kind of, you know, Moffray's kind of open in the, you know, the sound kind of fizzles out, you know, a little bit. And I think here, you know, with the canopy will really kind of amplify that sound, um, you know, um, so that the cheers are, you know, just louder and vibrant and people can hear them, you know, the good ones and the bad ones. But, uh, you know, I just think it's really going to be rocking. And I think that's going to be the big, you know, the big difference with that canopy and also the, the shelter for the, you know, if it does rain. Yeah, as, <laughs> as uh, Tim Bezpachenko told us, it doesn't mean people won't get wet because yep. it doesn't always uh, rain straight down. You, you get that sideways from the wind. But yeah, I mean, walking out to the middle of the field was certainly yeah. kind of special and we did have to look out for some heavy machinery moving yeah. around and Brian Mooney said, you know, since October really on the groundbreaking date they've had people they were working I think 20 hours early and and now about 6 to 6 they have total more than 200 people working this site and I did see some people not wearing masks but for the most part yeah. I thought people were staying distance um, and look I've, I've known Brian a little bit and I, I do trust the organization to enforce safety on this as I do Haslam Sports Group but they're on track and just to give a, a little update south side is basically complete in terms of the steel structure. The east and west is nearing that as well, and the start of September, they're starting on the Nordeck, hoping to end uh, that construction by the end of September. So, I mean, it's it's moving quickly, and then they'll start the canopy after that. One of the things I really enjoy, they took us out, um, you know, onto uh, the, the pitch through the middle section. Um, so that was kind of different, you know. Uh, now, you know, the, it's the so crew much better comes out. Oh, yeah. Well, and the, the, you know, the thing Tim said is, you know, they, they, you know, coming out of the middle is more of the international, um, you know, normal, and it's not, you know, um, you know, an MLS, you know, thing or whatever that that they were and that and he also quoted a couple other uh times on, on the tour that you know they were looking at other stadiums uh you know around the world to kind of get a feel for it and so that was that was pretty cool is that they weren't just looking at american stadiums or mls stadiums you know they were kind of looking you know everywhere to kind of see where the best stadiums are how they're they're built and that and it was just it was just really really cool just walking out you know through the middle section of where the entrance is where the players are and you know, and walking on to the the middle of the the pitch and seeing seeing the stadium, and it and it truly feels like, um, you know, the, the the fans will be on top of the players on the field. Absolutely, and I mean Brian Mooney told me, and you'll probably hear this because I recorded the whole tour, and Patrick Flaherty, the pod father, he'll splice together some of that audio, so you'll get I, a tour is not the best for an audio medium, but I tried to uh, make it as as best I could on the tour. At least you can kind of hear the bells and whistles, what's going on, and hear directly from Bespachenko and Brian Mooney um, what it is like when you walk into this construction zone. But something he said, it's like this isn't even comparable to Mafre Stadium. It's going to be a completely new atmosphere, and something I talked to Bespachenko about is this is a smaller, just U.S. in general. Let's talk about soccer in the U.S. being a sport. I think the ones who pay attention to it, MLS is on the rise, but you need to really get that 
casual fan yep. that the Blue Jackets have been able yep. to do. It did take some yep. time. It wasn't overnight. Um, but I think seeing, like, the march down right. nationwide to the Nordeck and just from the southeast corner, fans right. can, like, watch that happen. From the southwest, they can kind of see it, too. What they call the west side Columbus Way will be that street they walk down. Those are aspects that more stadiums yep. are beginning to have. European stadiums have yep. all over. To have that here, I think, is really going to yeah. – I would hope that's an area that breaks through. Well, you also have nation – you know, like you said, you got nationwide, you know, district right down the street. So, I mean, a lot of families and people – Get your uh, drinks at Betty's. Yeah, you know, you can get your drinks or go out to eat, you know, before or after. And I think that was always a struggle with, the, you know, the Moffray side is that there just wasn't anything to do kind of after except for sit in your car or hang out, tailgate, you know, afterwards. But here you'll be able to go to a game and go out or go out before the game and you know then come down and so you can really kind of you know i hope one day they have like a little double header catch a little baseball game in the uh, afternoon and i and didn't then, ask you know, about go, that partnership but <laughs> go down you, you know to the crew game do a little <laughs> you gotta believe that's yeah. something on their radar oh yeah um, and, and an issue i think with parking a little bit but that's in our right. discussion for another time yes they would be wise to partner with this whole area and the day um, night double header and they'll eventually build on the west side yep. one of kind of a mixed use area is the proper phrase but you'll you'll get a taste of what this tour was like patrick's going to put together some audio um just some parting thoughts kyle as i think everyone kind of looks forward to this opening in july next year i just think you know you see the the renderings that they have and you look at the the beams and i mean just how fast things are going i think that's uh you know i, I think the world uh time kind of stopped in the last few months and it just seems like it's been forever but they've really cranking out i don't think they've stopped uh working on on the site and it's just it's going to be here sooner than you think and i think that's you know something to kind of look forward to i mean something brian mooney told us they have a truck bringing in all the steel beams kind of Monday, Tuesday, and we even saw some come in yep. today, this morning, and then all of that is up by the weekend and then you kind of start that cycle over again the week after. I would just look when they start the north side, you'll really start to get a sense mm -hmm. of not that you don't now, but exactly what the stadium looked like, because the Nordeck is specifically designed a certain way. The proximity to the pitch around the stadium, not just the Nordeck is uh, a big part of this mm -hmm. as well and something I think they did well to include in all areas but yeah continue to pay attention dispatch.com will have more up there i believe doral is going to have a video uh he he brought out the drone yeah. we interviewed tim bezpachenko so look out for that as well happy to get out here thanks to the crew for the exclusive the tour to get out here so yeah i i think just continue to look for updates on the stadium and they have that kind of 24 7 cam update uh and, and the crew will start up august 20th and we'll just roll right through that so here's a bit of our tour that patrick put together for us so what you're walking into is we're almost online it's pretty close to uh the new road right here off of nationwide boulevard and this will be the entrance for the premium suite sides and this is the premium uh, seating area on the west side of the stadium. So there'll be a set of steps that come up here into a big plaza. What's interesting is the canopy here will come all the way open and we'll have big views into the stadium from uh, this uh, west corner. You'll get the same on the east side where the main entrance is. So walking up this way. So this is the southwest corner of the this stadium? This is the southwest corner of the stadium, right. So. Stairs right here. 
stairs will come up to a plaza. This will all be covered. You see the corners there. The canopy will come out to a point right about where that orange bucket is right there. And you'll walk into the canopy. You'll get up on the deck and you'll be able to look down into the uh, down into the bowl, into the pit. What's really neat about the stadium is it's sunk down. It provides more uh, seats closer to the pitch. So as you come in, you'll get these great views and you walk up into it and then look down into the pitch. So you'll get great views and you'll see the... Hold the sound in as well. With the sound and the canopy and being sunk down, it'll be... Uh, so you walk in from here and you walk kind of down into yep. the stadium. We'll walk up and you'll see it. Whereas other stadiums, I mean, there's more of a, you got to walk all the way up and then it's just kind of there. This is like, it's going to be dug into the ground. This is all come together. Pitch level is like 715 roughly. It's all come together very quick. Yeah, yeah, it has, hasn't it? Those are the elevator shafts that'll take you up to the premium seating level and then also up to the press box on the bus. So... And down to the tunnel club, right? Yeah, down to the Westfield Club, which we'll go take a look at in the locker room. This the side the players will walk out to the pitch. Yes, yes, right down there and on midfield we'll show you. As you come up, you'll see the canopy come together here. Right here. This will be exposed on the other side of the building and as you walk up you'll start to get views of the the pitch. So the main concourse, what's great about this stadium too is the main concourse runs all the way around. So there's no breaks. Now, do yep. most MLS stadiums, Tim, have, you, you're able to have a pitch view around the stadium, or why, why is that important to have here? Because Montfrey does not have that as much. When you, when you say pitch view, from, do you mean the concourse, or where do you the mean? The concourse, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you can go around the stadium and see. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, the most important thing is just ease of access around the stadium. So, yep. for example, the one stadium that does, like Colorado, it's just, you walk in and you feel like you can get your seat quickly, you can get you know, concessions have to be very quickly and you're not always uh, walking up and down. You can always get access to the pitch. If something happens, you see on the TV, you can get back to the pitch and, and see and take a look and see what's happening. So I think it's important to flow. I mean, Brian might yep. have something to add. Absolutely. No, it's in, and it's great during the match. You can come up, you can get a, you know, you can, yeah. uh, get a drink and you can turn around and still see the match. Still so see. you still feel inside of it. And as we walk over here, you'll see the second building going up against the uh, outside, so the second building on the outside of the stadium, and you'll be able to look back and see the pitch, which would be uh, really neat. And you're down, it, and as you walk down, it just brings everybody closer to the field, which is a great, great uh, and, and these open, part of the, one of the best attributes about the stadium is that it feels inclusive, part of the community, and so you have these open spaces on the side, and you can see downtown, the, the, uh, the tower over here, so it's it just it brings everything together, and I think then you walk up and you have a moment, uh, this right. awe moment, this, this, this right. wow, this is the cathedral of soccer, and everything's happening, and it's, it's dug down, and it holds in the sound, uh, and it's accessible. Are fans able to kind of stand on the concourse and watch? Or I remember when these planes were announced, one of the things was emphasized was just making sure fans are in their seats. Because at Mafre, obviously, they like to stand kind of by the scoreboard or whatnot and look onto the field. Yeah, I 
look, I think a priority for us would be to get people in their in their seats, right? You, you, you know, the loitering around. But that said, we want people to enjoy themselves and have a great fan experience. So if they're having a beer as their, you know, their their friend is also getting a beer, they need to be able to see the picks. So I think it's a little bit of both. But I do think Mopre had uh, they encouraged it. There's some areas, uh, especially at the beginning, the first sort of ten years where everyone just sat and watched. I think people are going to be so excited about what's happening in the book they're going to get to their seats based on what's happening uh, in this state. Just such a different experience. Hard to compare. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's not really fair to compare this to Mop. So let's walk this way and then you sure. get the feel. So this will be the entrance from the west and you know, the southwest side it from the premium seat, the parking garage, you know, the road access. The majority of the fans there'll be a supporter entrance over there and we'll go over and look at that right i think the supporter seats are some of the best seats in the house yeah based right. on the play you know, so that'll be the the north side of the stadium will be the supporter section but when you look back to, to tim's point there's big openings in the stadium so it really kind of feels connected to the city and when you look at it from where the supporter section will be you have awesome views of downtown looking straight through the canopy so i think it's going to be a really neat uh addition to the state. What's incredible about that is, hopefully you can see over here, is if your seat is on the upper deck right here, you are so close to the pitch. I mean, that's something I think fans will notice right away is, I think it's it's about between 50 and 100 feet closer, depending on where you're at in the stadium. It's hanging it's over at the lower bowl. It's hanging over the lower bowl, and it's just steeper. And it's just not, the, the we're only 18 feet, the, fan, the, the seats start 18 feet away from the pitch, which is closest we're allowed in MLS, and then uh, the way that it's constructed, it's just steep, which is so... You are right on top. I mean, there's not a, there's a, not a bad seat. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's exactly. great seats in the house. Everywhere you look. That also helped keep the noise in the yeah. building. I know it's mostly the canopy, yeah. but... Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the, in the support in Nordeca, there's, there's places where it gets up to 38 degree range, which is incredibly steep. Yeah. So as you look up, that's that whole structure right here on the, the south side. That's the main scoreboard structure. Okay. Right there, they'll over on the other side over there, uh, where the, the pump truck is right now. There'll be a, uh, a north scoreboard there too. Two the in the center of the south and the north. Yep. There'll be a massive one right there, and then there's one uh, on the north side. Too. Okay. And then there's pitch boards that go around. There. So as you come in, the crew house, which you see so prominently. Yeah. And, uh, in which road. I think is going to be an unbelievably cool experience. We'll sit right here and the foundation will come out. So this wall will continue out this way and come, come out. And it creates a, a really unique uh, place for before matches and after matches for, for the fan experience. And it's right by the main I believe, what do you think, best? 70% of the... Yeah, seventy percent of the uh, fans. supporters, fans will, as you kind of see it, it starts at where our, our construction site is. There, the grade kind of follows it. You'll see it, it'll be an up of steps, it'll be a big plaza here, and up another set of steps. And when you come in, you'll come in right here, and this is the view that you'll start to see, and you'll start to see glimpses of the uh, pitch. And as you get, as you walk further and further in, it becomes more and more uh, apparent. And you know, from a noise standpoint, the noise will pick up because you'll be underneath the canopy, which is a really great thing. So you're right. Yeah, you'll walk up the steps right here, 
and then right into here, and that'll be your view. So as you walk up to here, we'll make sure these park trucks are on first, but we'll walk up to here. And, uh, I think as you walk up, Jacob, this is the spot where we, uh, people will stop and go, ah, oh, right and then they'll turn right around and go, ah, oh, and then they'll take With a the selfie. Skyline. Then they'll take a selfie both ways, yep. and then they'll have to... That's you why know, you're hoping. We right? keep everybody. House. <laughs> yeah, get it, yeah, with the beer in their hands. So that's what we got to figure yeah, out. That, plant that, that idea in the well, listeners' minds yep. already. And then out, out on the plaza here, there's a big gathering area in a plaza with, yep. uh, with a video board on the outside for programming of days, you know, away matches. There's all kinds of opportunities to really utilize this plaza, not just on uh, match days, but on. Uh, throughout the year. Well, I was going to ask, how do you do that as a designer, as an architect, to, to design an area that can be used every day of the year, um, not just match days? And, and well, that was the, the, the focus of the design team and uh, the Hazem Sports Group and, and the crew, to really design a facility that's not just for the matches, but also for the community. And by incorporating the plaza area and the video boards and the crew house that you can utilize on, on off-match days and creating great environments really makes the facility a much more usable facility throughout the year so I, I, they've done an excellent job about thinking about not only match days but engaging the you know the supporters and the fans and the community on off match days and it's going to be one of the best venues in, in columbus i believe so are you going to be able to see the march of supporters coming down nationwide here and hopefully coming from betty's yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully coming from even farther. Yeah, down, right? yeah. All, all the way down there. Fifteen minute walk from from High Street, so it's pretty pretty close. Uh, I think on from the from the crew house there'll be sort of a railing on the outside that I think everyone's going to be standing watching the parade march in. You know, the crew parade marching in. It's going to be in the parade. You be around the standing back and over there will be a supporter yeah, entrance. Yeah, it's going to go. Though. There's around. a separate supporters' interest. So they'll, they'll go right. up the road on the um, northwest, which we're calling Columbus Way right now. Okay. Uh, and and then there'll be uh, their own private, exactly. sort of a private for, for the Nordeca interest. And and a little bit to Brian's, you know, th what they built was what we've, we've done is, you know, uh, uh, restrooms and the retail, the store and the crew house all overlook the plaza. And so you, that's how you can do things. 365 is, yep. is the ability to. To, you know, service the community even when you're, the stadium's not open. So let's go downstairs real quick and then we'll make our way up. Now, I think there's some great shots that we had some things to look at. We look at the lower bowl and then yeah. get some shots of uh, from the supporter section back. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. get a feel down on the pitch too. I think it's, so uh, that starts early September, the construction on the north end. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And aim to be completed at the end of the month. Then, and then the yeah, canopy. Up quick, and then you'll start to see all the concrete risers start next week. So you'll start to see this fill up over the next. With uh, actual seats. With so actual concrete. Not the seats. Not the, the seats, seats, but the, the concrete slabs gotcha. will go in. Okay. They're all prefabricated concrete, and they set in sections. And uh, you'll start to see those uh, erected next week, and that goes pretty quick. You'll, you'll see pretty rapid changes in there. Look at those. Have like, uh, offices and offices, and their team locker rooms this way, right? Yeah, okay. Those locker like rooms are on this end. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll point as we walk around, I'll point Brian and I. Brian, how many people did you say are normally working? Six to six? Uh, 
throughout the day, we're uh, you know about 215 right now yeah. and growing wow. on a pretty rapid basis. So. Uh, it's starting to hit a phase where more and more as we start doing the pre-pass, more trade contractors come on. Towards the end of the month, we're going to start putting the canopy on, on this side, so you'll really start to see in September the canopy and the trusses uh, just getting enclosed. And by the end of the year, the entire canopy and structure will be up and enclosed. So. You'll see massive changes day to day now. Emphasize that word massive, right? Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Just think where we were, you know, 10 months ago. It's, uh, Absolutely. Dirt. It's a photo workroom. Yeah. There you go, and the visitor locker will be on the other side of actually the press room. Okay. The press room will be in between. Under the southwest entrance of the team locker room. Yeah. So, it, so, so they can, yeah. at the beginning of the match, they can line up, walk through the Westfield Tunnel Club, yeah. but there's also access at halftime and after the game to, for, the field, for the teams to get right to their to their locker room without going necessarily through the club at that moment. Um, it's safer and it's, it's easier for the players. So, Toronto has that where fans can watch the kind of walk to the yes. field. I mean, you probably have discussions with fans up there. How much it, it, did they like it's, that? It's the new experience that that people come to expect. You know, the, the ability to interact with players before and after the game is 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 rare in professional sports, and so to create that is will make it a world class experience. That's what it is about. It's about the fans being able to uh, get up and close and personal with their star players, and that's what the best club provides. Especially emotional times, you know, you can see guys right before they play, or if they do walk through at halftime, you can see the, the conversations, you can hear them, the players as they're walking in, fans get to hear them. That's a great point. When you talk about trying to educate a fan base, maybe that's an area as well. And then after the match, the kids sit there and wait right outside the locker room in the cone club, and the players come out into the club and interact with the kids and the fans. It is, I'm telling you, it's, it's Throughout the entire day, it's the game changer. The West Club area you're in right now, and where the players will come out, and Mark will be right out the. We'll pick that part right here. We're at midfield now. Right around. There's the walk. So right here, right here. They, you know, middle of the field, this is where the players will come out. Right. All right, we'll walk out. Majority of the teams come out the middle, or do they come out the side? A lot of the newer specific ones, you'll see in Atlanta, they come out the field. I mean, they're still different. It's all over the place. Philadelphia down at the end. You look at Europe, though. Most in Europe, middle of the field. Yeah, the global standard is at midfield. If you can do it, yeah. Do you ever get emotional, Brian, looking at some of the progress you've made or just envision what it's going to look like? I just, uh, I'm really proud of the work uh, that our team has done and that uh, 
I'm proud of what the Hasm Sports Group's given to the city and, uh, and uh, the progress that, we're, that everybody's making on this. It's uh, been a, a lot in a short period of time. And Were you worried at all at the start of the pandemic things would be slowed down just because of how many, how much power is required? You know, the, the number one thing is to make sure everybody's safe, right? And, and anytime you're in a situation with a pandemic with all the unknowns, our number one concern throughout this thing, and, and I will tell you the ownership and the Hazard Sports Group and everybody was focused on making sure whatever we did was in the best interest of the workers and it was a safe environment. And there's a marking out here that's actually the center point of the job. Okay. And everything's laid out off of it. So it's, uh, see that concrete post, that concrete stump right there? Yes. It's what we call benchmark. And everything on the entire, the layout of the entire facility comes off of that. So everything to make sure everything lines up. That's the center pitch, and everything steel-wise, concrete-wise, is laid out off of that. So that's center. where kickoff, game one, that's July, whatever. There you are, right there. That's the dead center. So now you kind of stand down here, and you get a feeling of how close everybody would be yeah. on top. And, you know, we spent a lot of time dropping the pitch down and uh, a lot of work to do that. But the experience that makes and, and what it does for this uh, stadium is uh, phenomenal. I mean, it's just really a... Until you get down into the pitch, into the center pitch, you kind of don't get the feel looking at it when you're sitting here. And, and as the steel starts going up, you see the scoreboards coming up, it'll... it'll uh, I mean, you, really you get, get a, a sense of really how close the how close everybody is. to Moffray. Absolutely. And you'll get to see, you know, from the concourse, what kind of great views you'll have down onto the pitch, right? I mean, yeah, there's, absolutely. there's great views everywhere. Why did you sink it instead of build it at ground level? So, several reasons. Um, number one, it doesn't take as much land when you bring it down. The higher up, the wider the building gets. Number two, it gives you a better experience, and it helps hold the noise in. And as you walk down, as you come in, as you walk down into the stadium versus... In a flat and going up. Okay. So it's a heck of an experience. If you come in, like you said, you come in and you look down into it. It's not down. And also by digging it down, it allows you to bring uh, the fans and the supporters closer to the pitch. Okay. If everything's up, everything has to move out. And by digging it down, you can bring everybody closer to the pitch. So it's a significant investment, but it's great for the fans, it's great for the environment, it's great for the game day matches. To bring it all in and drop it down. There's more coverage of all the fans than anywhere else in Major League Soccer. Yeah, to give you an idea of how big the canopy is, and you'll see that start to go up in September. It starts on a backstay, actually a little bit outside the stadium. Okay. And it comes to that wall there, so it cantilevers out and it covers every single seat in uh, in the uh, stadium. Well, we never get any rain in Ohio, so I, I don't know why you put that up there. Hey, I'm not sure it's going to cover everybody from rain, though. <laughs> rain, rain, doesn't, rain doesn't come down straight. It will hold the noise in. It will hold the noise in. The noise will be in, and it's a metal deck, so it'll reverberate. It'll be a loud, rocking experience. It's going to be really cool. I've never asked you this. I mean, you grew up here. What's it like to build a stadium? Uh, it's, it's emotional. They're so proud. Seeing the, the, the team, the city get a team, and then to be the first uh, city to build its own stadium, I was, I've always, it's been an immense source of pride. And, but now, 
be the first team to build a second state soccer specific stadium downtown the river it's and for me to be a part of it just extraordinarily proud and appreciative of, of ownership in the city and the county and the state for coming together and getting this done i mean it's this is um it's an extraordinary experience it's an example of how where the city's headed uh modern innovative always evolving you know is this the entrance for the Nordeck over here? Right. To my right? Right here. And then this will be the view looking back into the stadium with the, the skyline the sky in the background. And it's just, that's such a unique perspective cool. for, I mean, any stadium, not just MLS, but when you're talking about a downtown stadium, this this is what you pick. And, and for the supporters to have, I mean, I think these are some of the, like I said, these are some of the best seats in the house. So, and then back here, this will be the concourse this way where that truck's sitting there. Okay. This will be the Nordeck entrance here. So the the upper bowl, you can kind of see the slope of that a little. Is that what it's going to look like in the yeah. Nordeck? And it goes straight up here. Even steeper kind of toward the top, right? Right. Yeah, that right. And in that corner over there is the, uh, is the North scoreboard. And then there's some uh, standing room only decks. So the northeast corner is a smaller scoreboard than the one in the yeah. south. What I really like about the Nordeck section is it's it's like layers where people just walk up to the pitch almost, you know, atop the rake with a standing rake. Yes. It's, it, you're just kind of building layers of noise, if you will. And then right there, the platform right behind there is a... The beer garden, outdoor beer garden. Yeah. Which we know the importance of having outdoor spaces right now uh, to, to, to experience before, have a drink with your friends. It's the largest, it's the first in Major League Soccer. That's like the, the manhole in the middle of Columbus Way Drive. I mean, you're, you're yeah. standing in the middle. Oh, right in the middle of, of it, of the drive Where the march will end, right? Right here is where the, the supporters come, come up this cool alley. Um, yellow smoke. Like a parade. Yeah, yellow smoke and drums and when you're talking about building a fan experience or trying to educate a fan base or a city on the, on the game, it's it's way different than any other North American sport. Is is that an area? Just having that match, that type of atmosphere, it's trying to make that addicting. The people want to see that and be immersed in it. Yeah, I, I think. Soccer is unique in the way that the supporters groups globally interact with the team and connect with the team. And I think we've seen that in our history, but this new facility, the new stadium, will take it to another level and will showcase what soccer, global soccer at the highest level can truly be. And I think people who don't necessarily know a whole lot about the game will come and see that relationship minute by minute throughout a match and be drawn to it and, and attracted to it to learn more about the game. Uh, that's, I have no doubt that that will happen because I have so many friends who traveled to Europe, studied abroad, worked abroad, who've gone to a match and said, that's an incredible experience in Europe. Well, now we will have it in our city and it'll be better than over there because this is a, a new, it's new. Not a lot of stadiums are being built. Steve mentioned in one of the town halls of drawing upon European clubs and some of the either stadium aspects or maybe some stuff around the whole day, the environment. I mean, what, what were some clubs you kind of looked at? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, for me, visiting Dortmund, 
uh, Borussia Dortmund a few times, uh, even to see how they bring together the black and gold is interesting. Uh, Liverpool at Anfield, uh, Emirates Stadium, Arsenal, um, I've been the Bernabeu, um, Stadium of Light in Lisbon. Uh, you know, I've, even 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 uh, Boca Junior Stadium. Um, you go to these and you always remember what it's like. And how can we replicate that? And, and we actually have someone, Issa Tong, our director of player personnel, is in charge of reviewing stadiums abroad in every aspect and then communicating that to the design and construction team to make sure we are including all those elements, as many as we can. So that's where we got, you know, the, the double camp, capo stands and the TIFO ringing that has multiple places to hang the TIFO, um, the rink, Club, all of these aspects, not just the fact that we have them, but how it's designed is to replicate and elevate the experience that you see in the top clubs in Europe. So, so Brian, we're the, standing west side now. We're standing in the west premium suite. And is this a walk-up view to the pitch for people, or is this kind of a suite? There'll be opening, the, the, there'll be walls that open up in each of the premium suites. And you'll have seats on the outside, and you'll be able to walk out. And you can kind of see the cantilevers out there. You'll be able to walk out there and sit on your, you know, sit in great view um, of the pitch. We'll talk about the skyline view here, and I mean, you really get a view of the whole atmosphere. Of the right, state too. right. And as you work your way down to the north side, or the, uh, the north side there, the views looking back at the city and the scoreboards, and, the, and being next to the supporter section, it's. It's going to be a heck of an experience, right? And uh, so, and then above here will be the upper bowl. Above here will be the press box, the television, media, uh, front office, and front office. And then there's the ability to expand a little bit uh, for suites in the future, additional suites. Yeah, I mean, usually on Mondays and Tuesdays they fill up the bowl with steel. And by the end of the day, Saturday, it's all up in the air. It's kind of a cycle. Okay. You see how tight the site is. So sure. logistically, you know, our steelworking partners have a great system going of uh, sequencing it. And they have it all patched up into sequences uh, that are timed and um, hit the job. And it doesn't sit on the ground very long. They unload them in big trucks and within two to three days, four days at max, it's all up in the air. So you said May 17th or 14th, whatever it was, May was the first? May 17th was the first beam, right? And then when was the side completed, the south end here? May 17th, it was completed when? End of June? The middle of June? Just the, yeah, the first the south sequence? Like, we started that, this timeline. I mean, it, it, it seems up, like it to me. It went up. Uh, it went up on schedule. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all you're trying to do. At least, it's an right? it's an aggressive schedule, and we're and our team's doing a heck of a job. Uh, um, you know, and like I said, towards the end of the month, we'll start to see the north side come up. But by the end of September, the bowl will be when the concrete goes on the lower bowl. The majority of the bowl will be up. September, it'll you'll get a feel of the whole feet, the, the whole stadium. They'll be wrapping those tunnel walls up and then coming back and putting the rest of the rakers down in low for the supporter section and working their way out of the hole. So, and also by that time, 
you'll see all the uh, precast going on here, and the canopy is going to start on this side, and the canopy is going to work its way around, and the canopy will finish up on the other side towards the end of the year. You said it's an aggressive timeline. Have you had, I mean, there's so much to think about, right, when you're doing this, any project, but especially one of a team that was quote-unquote safe. Yep. Um, do you have, have there been any kind of freak-out moments uh, throughout <laughs> this? You know, I, no, there's not been freak-out moments. There's been stressful moments, for sure. A pandemic is a stressful moment, but uh, I would tell you, I think the team and the whole team, ownership, Turner, HNTV, Smoot, and the whole team together really has come together and solved a lot of, you know, solved a lot of uh, challenges that come up. And there'll be challenges that come up that we're going to have to work our way through, too. I, this is just the nature of the business, but uh, I'm pretty confident, and I'm not pretty confident, I'm really confident in the team that we've put together that... Uh, we're going to uh, figure out uh, whatever issues that pop up. Is there a little competition on your end, given that Cincinnati is building one? And although it will get done quicker, but, I mean, is there a competition factor for you and your team? <laughs> you always want to be better than even everybody. Even if it's healthy, yeah. Yeah, even if it's better. You know, we've got a lot of good friends working on that job, so absolutely. And especially when it's done, there will be a lot of uh, banter between us, I'm sure, as to which one's better uh, that's for sure so better than austin and and we well we know that and we know ours will be the best